Yes, guys, we're back and we marked our return with a new episode about the theory of assimilation. It's another day in it, or is it? Well, let me ask you this Are we in a simulation? Um, I'm not really sure. At this stage, I'm beginning to question whether the narrative of. Um, so, on the topic of is this a simulation? I think it's quite hard to say. I'm beginning to veer more and more to it not being necessarily a simulation in the sense that we believe it is. So it's more of like a holding cell we've been putting, not in a negative way necessarily, but on the note of if we were at war with like some sort of dimensional being beyond our understanding or capability of comprehension, I think it would be a matter of them putting us in sort of a holding cell in like the sense of being in Plato's cave. I know like Jason Brashears talks about the simulacrum, which is like this idea that we're in like a separate simulation within like the grander simulation. So it's not necessarily like the, the main realm isn't necessarily a simulation, but it's a like just a, a, a world and we're currently in like a copy of the world and we've been put into this copy and the reason why we see all these like anomalies and stuff so you see like the code through gematria and you see things such as mandela effects where things seemingly change is potentially because we're in like a simulation that's a copy of an original simulation running alongside that original simulation and when i say simulation i, I don't mean that literally not in the idea we think of it because i think we have like a, a quite a a little understanding of what a simulation would actually look like in play. Like, obviously, we have like game simulations and things like that. But I think what we're dealing with is a lot more sophisticated than an actual, just a, a, a normal like game simulation. I think it does have a sense of life, and there is a soul to it. And I think it is part of some grander purpose. Potentially, we've been put off to the side in like this separate simulation as like a, a test, maybe, um, or possibly it is sort of a holding cell that would be placed here by AI. But then at the same time, if you do believe that to be the case, then I wouldn't understand why AI would want to infiltrate this simulation. So potentially what it is, is that we've been put in this simulation by another being as a test, potentially, or as a way to not necessarily grow, but to find our way back and understand where we came from. Now, I know people like Sylvia would probably disagree and say that it's a, a malevolent simulation what we've been put into. But I do think there's a degree of remembering where we came from and going back to a place where we started. And I think this is sort of like a, a little testing ground or like a just a, a play area for us, like a sandbox. Um, and there is like a separate, bigger reality beyond this and we're just like in a, in a side part of it if that makes sense the purpose i'm not 100 sure i think if you ask different people they give you different responses so i think from like a, a spiritual perspective people would say this is like earth like it's a school so you come down here and you'd learn and you'd grow and you'd develop and then you take that back to the source and then the source would grow there's also the egg theory which is similar it's of a, a similar ilk to that, where we are all gods, and to be able to progress to this 
god status and to become fulfilled as a god we have to go through many 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 reincarnations to learn and learn and learn and have different perspectives and different life experiences and then we'll be able to understand what it is like to be part of the all and then i think there's another theory of it being controlled by something malevolent and essentially it is like a plato's cave where you're almost shown bits of true reality through like geometry and things like that but you realize that the, the cave is just all you're seeing is reflections of yourself and, you, and you're just almost stuck in this and it's like cave essentially and it's like more of a holding cell than it is a way to escape and it's like more malevolent like we're having our energy sucked from us like you probably say like this is just like a feeding ground for whatever is beyond this reality and they will come in and steal energy um but yeah i mean it's completely up to interpretation i think it's very hard to say i think a lot of pointers do suggest that we are in some sort of simulation such as like gematria encoding and stuff like that which yeah it's very difficult to explain other than it being like some sort of simulation or like some sort of coding in the game um, and then just like synchronicities and things like that but yeah i mean it is it's very difficult to say and i think the rabbit hole goes deep on this question what are your thoughts on that <laughs> yeah yeah you're spot yeah that is a interesting theory has because i think before you had this complete belief that we're in a simulation of like for me i still i still hold that theory because looking at different systems of the occult prove that but hey things change when you discover new things you start having different realizations like you said the rabbit hole takes you to different sections of the truth and you know realize like we make our own simulations everything is connected so that in itself i think still solidifies to me that this is a simulation but when when you mention that it is copied it is interesting so if we're in a simulation that's not that's been copied it's it's i don't know how you would describe it it's just a different version in a sense so we're just effectively in a copied simulation yeah this not necessarily as plentiful and fruitful it's more of an underworld setting where you're in sort of like a, a replica have you seen the tv show what's it called now i've completely forgotten the name of it it's basically about this idea that we're actually in hell right now so we're living in the underworld where things aren't necessarily fruitful and you can't really make that much progress and you're living through turbulent times I feel like that is something that's quite applicable to real life, where there always seems to be something going on in the world. I was reading like a post by Joe Rogan, where he was talking about how like other generations have had to cope with so much stuff, and it's just it's like there's constantly something going on with the world, and possibly the actual simulation that exists or the the actual reality that is that we're living in the copy of isn't as fractured. I don't know if you've heard the theory about essentially like demons or whatever you want to call them creating this reality as a place that they can almost trick mistaken humans into thinking this is an actual base reality whereas it's not actually and it gives them an avenue or a place to come and commit these that aren't necessarily of like high regard and wouldn't be seen as righteous so things like sex cults and 
Jeffrey Epstein or whatever. So they are able to uh, participate in things like that without necessarily having the repercussions of anything. So like, like they can get away with it. They can like get away with terrible beasts. So they created this reality as a place to do that, as a place to get away with it because they wouldn't get away with it in the actual base reality that exists. And essentially a lot of people have been thrown into this reality as a way to like fill it out. Um, and possibly it's our job to realize that we're in this like terrible, rea terrible reality, like side reality. I guess, I guess this would sort of adhere to Sylvia's theory where he's talking about it being like not necessarily, it's like, it's like more of a cage and you're more trapped here than you are necessarily free and trying to remember yourself. But I think possibly there is a possibility that we came here as a way to try and not necessarily wake people up, but to give people a broader understanding of what's happening, helpfully, helpfully like um, <coughs> help people trudge through the unknown and like like tough times and stuff and just realizing that there is a way out and it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom. I'd, I'd say the only problem I'm starting to notice within the theory of it just being like a, a pure simulation is that I think it sort of gives the impression that you can do what you want and it often leaves the, leaves room for nihilism where if you're like oh we're living in a simulation so it doesn't really matter anyway like whatever's going to happen is going to happen and you can easily just go off the tail end and do whatever you want do you know what i mean and i think if you were like a group of people that wanted to promote this idea that we're living in a simulation to destabilize society and make people like lose their minds and think they're going crazy and, and become insane it, it'd be a good idea to push because if you think about like telling everyone that you live in a simulation you're like oh well it doesn't really matter does it like it's, it's it's not it's not that serious so I, I could probably get away with just murdering people and like having sex orgies and stuff like that whereas i i, I do think it is quite so it's an interesting theory where like you, you, but you do see like the decent destabilization of society today with just like hedonism promoting like unhealthy lifestyles to everyone everyone's very egotistical and i think the simulation idea as much as there's like I, I, it's, it's really hard to say because obviously like there's a lot of proof for it and there's a lot of like ideological pointers towards it being the truth but at the same time i do think it's it's an idea that could help promote a, a bad side of society if that makes sense do you know what i'm trying to say yeah that makes sense i never actually thought of it that, that way but you know given the age you're in this topic being a pivotal discussion across our communities is is ever growing and more people start to see synchronicities in their lives and through that you give the reason the support that we are in a simulation but again with all theories not all are true i think me personally, I still believe in this notion of simulation, but I feel mm. like as you, I'll, I'll speak from my experience, at firstly, you see synchronicities when you first, let's say, awaken from your, your previous self, right? Then as time goes on in the rabbit hole, you don't see it as much because you, you drift away from it. So much. The idea of this theory being a simulation is, I believe, to help you become sovereign. Mm. But, yeah, that's how I see it. When you talk about sovereignty, what do you mean in that sense? Like, how 
would believe in the in the simulation theory leads to sovereignty, in your opinion? Because by looking at synchronicities, you move in neurology, astrology, and other occult sciences, or other ways of decoding, you realise that there is the suggestion that everything's predestined. You know, you look at shows like The Adjustment Bureau, where you know people are trying to run away from the predestined fate. This this idea of simulation also gives the, the harsh debate on whether free will exists, and that always leads to some conflict. Again, division is a key tool in this reality. So I think that's probably the best option, you know, because everyone always talks about, you know, there's no free will, there is free will. It's very hard to determine which one is it. So what do you think about that? Well, whether free will is a thing, what Whether it exists. It's really hard to say. See what you're saying, there's a, a lot of evidence to support the idea that free will doesn't exist. And I think I am veering toward more of that ideology where everything is predestined. I completely agree with that. I think that is true. However, I don't necessarily think that that destiny can't be changed, if that makes sense. So I think, like the Adjustment Bureau, because the idea of that is that he has archons or whatever trying to control his destiny and stop him from getting with that woman because he needs to run for president or whatever. But he obviously changes that destiny and he meets this woman. So it completely like messes up the whole time continuum or whatever. I think that could be a possibility. Like I, I, I think you can consciously change your direction and your destiny in life if you give conscious thought to it and you almost devoid yourself from the idea that you can't do anything. So if you take the power back and force yourself to go a certain direction, like consciously, like very consciously, I think you can almost change your direction. Like they say, energy goes where attention flows. So if you put your attention all onto one project or to one like goal and desire that you want to achieve, say you wanted to be like a fighter pilot or something like that, but then you completely changed your decision and you wanted to do something else like midway through training to be a fighter pilot, for example, you wanted to become a football player. Probably not very realistic. <laughs> Don't think you'd get into Premier League at about 35 years old, but I think if you consciously made that decision, the story and the pathway that has been laid out before you can almost change and shift. So, but I think that's because we're almost living within our own universes, like our own separate universes, which we govern and we have control over. That's why I tend to think that the idea that everything is a simulation is sort of, it's hard to say because I, I, I don't think it's so simple as that. I think almost everyone is living with their own intentions at heart and their own desires that they can create their own reality. And then it's a whole mesh of different realities coming together and forging one reality. And it's almost divinely designed to the point where like AI would be the thing controlling it. It's really hard to say. This is such a deep topic and a deep conversation. I think it's very hard to say whether free will actually exists. But yeah, I'd say my opinion is that it is and it isn't. So 
you can control your destiny to a degree, but it has to be like a conscious decision. And I think whatever you choose in life, you will end up doing and you will have a path laid out before you. But if you decide to change your mind and put your attention somewhere else, then the destiny can change. But I don't know if that's free will because I think the outcome will always be the same, like whatever you put into. I, I, I genuinely think you'll get whatever you think you're destined for and the universe will abide by those rules. It's, it's really, I, th- I think it's like the chicken or the egg situation, whether was it you that came up with the idea to go for that destiny or was it whatever program or simulation you've been, been putting to? Because there's like times where I'll be consciously making the thought to like go for a goal or to do this or to like say for like acting, like I wanted to do like a show or something like that. I'll consciously plant in the idea that I want to do a show and then it'll happen like it'll be like a synchronistic experience where something will pop up at the right time and it'll just come into my reality and then I'll be able to follow that path and then but is that a instance of the simulation putting that idea into my head at first and then presenting it with me or is it vice versa is it me coming up with the idea consciously and then choosing that decision is it like you choose a decision in your head what you want to do and then you can process that and then like look at your choices and your pathways and then jump on that path does that make sense yeah it's like, not so much. yeah it's like uh, with manifestation it's the same thing you it's like you say stuff in your head and over time you start to attract it so is manifestation just another form of simulation theory where you essentially create your own simulation they always say you, you, you write your own scripts but that perhaps is what manifest, manifestation entails but at the same time you look at the mainstream you have people like Elon Musk and other celebs if you call if you without that now pushing this whole theory of simulation so when we see the mainstream push it I'm not saying that it is deceptive because I think simulation theory is more true than actually deception but when the mainstream is now showing it, it, it you do start to question really is this whole theory all true or not but yeah like you said yeah. before I do think going back to what you said before I do think that we free well it's a very very interesting suggestion I do think that it exists and it doesn't at the same time because you look at the life cycle of a human a baby has free will to go around until it gets indoctrinated so at that point there is no free will and then it's only after you awaken that i believe you regain back free will so i feel like the status of free will determines on where you are in life so you know, I feel like you go from having free will yeah. to not having free will through indoctrination. And then as you grow up, you still have yeah. the same level of free will because you're still so being indoctrinated. Either. Yeah, I can hear you. But yeah, like you st- you're still getting indoctrinated until you break out of that cycle, the cycle of the karmic loop, the cycle of free will, anti-free will. That's how, kind of how we see it. Am I okay? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think you might have to repi- repeat that point. <laughs> yeah, so I just completely lagged out there. Oh, did you? Okay, so I, I basically just mentioned that 
with free will, I think initially when you're a kid, you have the free will to explore the world because as kids, we're all curious, you know, what is this world all about? So I feel like there's free will there until you get indoctrinated in the education system and this world makes you unfree until you start to realise and you awaken and you find the truth which helps you to become more sovereign, which enables you to seek out, you know, changes in your life so then you start having much more free will. But that's my opinion on it. Yeah, I really like that idea. So the idea of like becoming aware of what this reality potentially is and then stepping away from it and going against the grain and you're almost devoid and separate from the masses and you've almost become like an awakened being besides everyone else. So like you're you're running parallel to everyone in this simulation, but you're like you're not living by the same rules or the same like mechanisms and the same thought patterns and the same ideas. And then you can almost take control of it. So it's like I that comes into the idea of this sort of being like a cell-like simulation or like yeah. creation where until you become conscious of it and separate from it, you can't actually begin to live life without a program. So everyone comes into this reality with like a set program, a set destination. And then if you become conscious of that being the case, like there, there is some sort of programming or some sort of like destination in place. If you become conscious of that and you're able to like realize that there's something going on, something leading you to that, then you can come apart from it and you can separate yourself and look and think, right, okay, I want to consciously change it because I've got the power to do that. Like I am a powerful being to a degree. I think, like you said about the mainstream media's approach on simulation, I think that's what I'd slam more as being like a thing that gives the idea of nihilism and it promotes sort of this idea that you could just do whatever you want and nothing really matters. You can be hedonistic, you can be racist, you can be well like I'm just I'm just giving examples, but like you can do whatever you want, you can be as sinful as possible. And you can just get away with it because it's like a simulation, it doesn't really matter. So like you might as well just let <laughs> everyone else who runs the world in the world like elon musk saying that we're living in a simulation is basically saying to everyone else it's it's sort of like sub language for saying to everyone else like there's no point even trying to get to the position where i am because you're never going to do it and i'm the most powerful and like you're not going to take over where i am and i think it is a good idea for like the the elites to to purport to people because it, it just gives that power like it, it kind of takes the power away from us because when you actually understand how like this reality sort of how, how it functions, then you can't actually <clears throat> begin to like take that power back and actually do the things that you want to do. Do you know what I mean? Hundred percent. You know, it's like if you tell eight billion people you're in a simulation, right? Most people don't take action in their life. So if something fails, they could just make the excuse of oh. This, we're in a simulation, so this was supposed to happen, so I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It just I feel like it promotes a, a lack of action, a lack of responsibility. It may well be the truth, but it's like you, you know, people that have a victim mentality, they just accept anything, or they'll just see that this theory is true because now they know that 
if something goes wrong, they just blame it on the simulation instead of themselves. You know, like you talked yeah, about exactly. knowledge. Like, like, yeah, like you talked about knowledge and right. We see that a lot in society where it is, you know, people don't really have much beliefs. And yes, I believe that's true. You shouldn't have much beliefs because that's what keeps people stuck if you have different belief systems and whatnot. He's still a part of the game, but but in general, it's it, it is a shame, really. But at the same time, you know, it's one of those things where I think you know, nihilism and people not understanding the thing because you could say to someone that they're in a simulation, but the way that people react would be of shock or surprise. And they wouldn't know how to react to this this phenomenon of simulation theory and it just comes down to their approach most people don't approach life the right way so like i said before they'll blame you on the simulation if anything bad happens to them it's effectively not taking responsibility is what i'm trying to summarize yeah no i completely agree with you well it's just like it's convenient excuse to be like oh well this was predestined that i just end up fat and that I'd end up lazy and I wouldn't have a job. No, it's just all in my destination because of the simulation. I think that's where it becomes like quite problematic. And I'm not saying to vouch for like believing in a, an almighty God that will like destroy you if you don't do something like that. But I, I think, as you say, with like personal sovereignty, once you begin to take the power back, you have to realize that like, you can choose your destiny and like you're separate from this like mainstream. But I, I think it probably is like some sort of simulation with this, within a simulation where at the minute we're just like stuck with a lot of NPCs <laughs> in the nicest way where people just go by, they just live their lives, they don't really think about it. They get a job, get a nine to five, have a, have a few kids, get a wife, and then they'll just be done with it where I think a lot of people would just rather go against the grain and do something that's a bit more out there and not necessarily confined to the norm and i think that's when you begin to take your sovereignty back but i think at the same time it's quite a tightrope that you walk in where it's easy to slip to the other side and and just go off the deep end and um become like lethargic i i, I think i think it's quite it is quite a tough like balance to get between living in a simulation and having something to fear and living your best life, like to your best potential. A lot of people, I do think, today use the idea of God not existing as a way to be lazy and be lethargic and like, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I'll just do what I want. Like, I'll, I'll be like this, I'll be like that. And I think people become too edgy. Like, you see a lot of people, like, on the note of, um, like, how can I say this? Like, ZZMs and Yurus. Do you know what I'm trying to say when I say that? like she he pronouns i was, I was confused because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't know what, what, like, what is a like i've never heard that that's, in my life it's like it's a reference <coughs> to pronouns basically but that's just oh, a reference point where i'm saying people will just begin to do whatever they want and go crazy and i think there's a fine line between thinking we're living in a simulation and being god-fearing I think there needs to be a healthy balance between the two. So like an understanding of like a potential divine creator that is quite scary and you should fear, whether that's you or that's yourself, or if it is actually a being outside this reality. And 
then understanding that like this there is also like an element of simulation where you can see things pop up like the geometry and you can see other things like synchronicities coming into your life because i think if you don't have a sense of being afraid of something anything then it's just very easy to go off the deep end and just do whatever you want with your life i think that would lead to societal collapse but i think it's a massive conversation that it take hours to go into so yeah that's my extended thoughts on that yeah it's pretty interesting like i personally think you know the idea of simulation is is a great one you know there's yeah. a lot of support as we've talked on before when you decode reality you see synchronicities i mean uh, we've both have our synchronicities through our numerologies our geometries uh, our astrologies all the connecting points there it's like a puzzle because that's what this reality is it's like a jigsaw puzzle you know everything's connected so these forms these sciences these do some rise or perhaps allude to the idea of a simulation whether it's perfectly scripted or not remains to be shown because you know we can for example for our lives we can see the the, the patterns before the point that we are now so like you can you can look back to your past and you can see synchronicities there but can you look towards the future with syncs from i think for both of us we've not had that maybe if others have but i think it think because if you if you live in a simulation it then involves to predicting the future you know making predictions and there's some people that can do that with psychics psychic mediums but they, they they can be deceiving as well it's like if, you know we obviously touched on an episode about making predictions it, it, yeah. it is a it is an interesting one because then if if you believe or if we believe that we're in a simulation then it must mean that we should be able to make predictions that's that's what people expect of especially in the, the geometric community when people decode sports they ask the top content creators or youtubers that do they use this practice to decode outcomes what's going to happen in this game and that game using geometry to further show show the case that this script is going to be predetermined and that result is going to be the result that it should be yeah that's what you're saying yeah it is interesting yeah that you can like look at scripting look at geometry and use that as a tool to be able to like predict future events and i think yeah that there's a lot of evidence for that um i don't even know what i'd say to report that to be honest because i think it is a very good point and it does help solidify the idea of the simulation um and obviously like we talked about this before with like predictive programming and stuff like that where it could be a matter of people putting so much energy like these if, if people are like psychic mediums and stuff and they their energy is probably like more significant and more ethereal than just a random normie who would think or like oh this might happen in the future do you know what i mean and if they put a lot of energy towards it they might actually like manifest it into reality you know if, if enough people on that wavelength agree and sort of attest and like believe in that idea of something going to happen and they might manif- man- like help manifest that because they've all got more power collectively than like the masses have like the masses of npcs um so i think like that is an energy thing we're like putting the energy into it as well so yeah i think you'd have to do like a science experiment almost where you'd 
just like see how many predictions you could get right by you could you could get like a thousand people like a thousand psychics or something all to, all to come together and to try and decode something and put their energy towards it just like a random thing and see if it happens because i think that would give more validation to the idea like of, of a simulation but then you don't know if it's like whoever runs this reality looking at them and thinking oh yeah that's a good idea i'm going to pinch that and write that in the script i don't know it's really hard to say it's really hard to say there's so many different variables that go into it um but yeah i think it, it does allude to the idea that there is a code in this reality but potentially i don't think that necessarily always affects us like if something happens on the world stage that is like decodable and you can put the script into i don't think that necessarily always affects us and i think like we can still control what's going on in our own life because we have the power to do that whereas other things that are happening in front of us like like in a film almost like if, if you're watching a film and you're just chilling at home like you've got the power to do what you want like you can go make a sandwich you can go get a drink while the film's on but the film is happening anyway it's happening regardless which is quite interesting because I'm, I'm facing the black screen right now so like within the black cube almost is the tv screen is the world stage and we're watching it on like a reel and Oh, real reality. Well, that's the. But uh, yeah, so it's essentially like you're separate from it. Does that make sense? So like you can do whatever you want. The film is on in the background, and that scripting is there, but that doesn't necessarily. But then you can make the point that there is like always scripting in your own life as well. But is does that scripting come after you've already made the decision to do that, or like that life event has already happened? It's really hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, that is a good point because. We see scripts, right? But people often who writes them. I mean, in the movie, it's, it'll be the director, so he's directing the show, and it's obviously the creator of this reality. So that there could lead to the, the point of a simulation. But you know, when we look into Gnosticism, you have the, the story of Sophia and the Elder Buff, and we, we know that the Elder Buff or the Demiurge has no creative ability. So he, he doesn't create anything. He uses mankind and to, to 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 create these things. So I feel like the you know when we touch on these theories of about simulations and you know predictive programming, it's actually I believe it's us that creates these simulations through manifestations, through psychic mediums, through these things, you know, through telepathy in a sense. It's it's us that creates it, not the actual creator itself. So to further conclude my point, I feel like we create the simulation, you know. Because obviously we know back that then back then we they use telepathy and whatnot. So that will obviously apply now just in different forms like manifestation and other psychic forms of making predictions because that that's that's how this reality continues to operate through as how things happen it's through the power of the mind yeah that's definitely a great point and i think i completely agree with that it's similar to how i was saying earlier that we all live in our own realities in a sense and yeah we come together to create like the greater reality i do like what you're saying there so basically yoga bath is just seeing what we're thinking and then writing those down those ideas and just stealing it for the screenplay and then puts it on the world stage and if enough enough power goes towards those ideas 
then he'll play on the world stage because he knows he's going to get more energy return from that actually happening. He'll like look at everyone's ideas for predictions and think, oh, what's going to give me the most energy here? Is it England winning the World Cup? Is it France winning the World Cup? Is it Argentina winning the World Cup? Obviously, like Argentina winning the World Cup was probably the best decision because it meant Messi won the World Cup. And if you were to, say, put that into a, a format that's quite relatable to like, in social media terms, like Messi got the most likes on Instagram ever from his picture with the World Cup. So I think, yeah, in that in that sense, people who were saying Argentina are going to win the World Cup, he was like thinking, oh, yeah, that would probably be the best decision because obviously I can make the most energy return from that. It's sort of like the, the Monsters Inc. idea where there's like a town separate from this reality where it needs to be powered by the energy from us. You've seen Monsters Inc., haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they all come in here and they like take our energy and then, and then use it to power their world. That that could be like it could it could be a, a home truth if that's the case. And yeah, I like the idea that everyone lives in their own reality and like manifestation is a is a form of that reality. We just don't know how to tap into it. But I do think yeah, possibly we have been put in this reality and then yelled about saying like oh we need to create a simulation for these guys. Well, why don't we put them in like a world because they've got untapped potential that they don't know about like these psychic powers and we can get them to create their own reality and like keep trapping themselves so it's like a, a double-edged sword and then you have these psychics that are almost communing with these archons that have been put in place by someone like Yaldera to make them believe that like the reality is this sort of like angelic place and you're speaking to angels and stuff and you're going to be communing with your spirit guides like we were sort of touching on in the last podcast with Sylvia and it's deceptive and that, that helps build the reality and like creates a frame for it and then obviously we had like the talk about say the person who invented the, the computer I believe or the supercomputer or something like that I can't remember which it was but he was like communing with um, magic elves outside like the AI form and that was helping him build, build the computer but obviously that's put in, in place like a, a, a deeper in infrastructure for this reality and it just keeps building on itself and building and building and building until you have this massive fortress reality that's like quite impenetrable essentially and how to break out possibly yeah that yeah i could allude to that idea i feel like you, you touched on obviously the previous episode about the the guy have been having machine elves or something with, uh, that helped him create the the, the supercomputer like you know these natural resources like psychedelics, right, that help perhaps that using humans to, uh, to create the simulation too. It's just another way of whatever creating this reality again, you know, should it require other resources like psychedelics to help people realize or use this tool to further manifest themselves to create realities like this? It is a yeah. it is a hard to to stumble across in my very interesting, very interesting. Do you just want to touch on I think we've covered all we can cover on that topic. I really think it's up to discussion about it. I think there's a lot of ways you could take it, a lot of different different interpretations. Do you want to touch on the sky simulation thing that you were speaking to me about? Just briefly. Yeah, we can talk about them briefly, yeah. There was a I saw a recent video where an individual on 
the on TikTok or it's good. I don't have TikTok by the way, but just saw it on Twitter some <laughs> showing oh, uh, did you know, do you TikTok? Like I saw someone using the lighting to, to change the the formation of the, the clouds in the sky and it looked like a city within the sky. That, that was particularly interesting because I, I, I personally theorize that in, in, in computing we have a concept such as cloud computing and cloud storage so I hypothesize this theory this question that you know in cloud computing data can be stored to the cloud so is it that our energy that's been extracted from the archons or whatever you want to call them just being transferred to the cloud to create the city in the sky and also like just to touch on you know the sky is heaven if you look at the myths babylonians called it anu which uh, represents the sky in heaven the greeks call it uranus which again represents the sky and of course with heaven it goes into touching the garden of eden and the, the apple and whatnot so certain myths have different characters and deities for the sky and then you go back to the garden of eden in heaven heaven being perhaps the sky and you have apple with the garden of eden and the the tree the tree of life and whatnot but apple obviously has a cloud storage called iCloud and of course it's very interesting with the cloud being heaven and eve eating the forbidden fruit it's very very symbolic and then, of course, with the sky, you have a popular TV broadcaster in, across Europe called Sky. And, of course, you know, TVs, they are being um, sent to radio waves, radio signals that perhaps comes from the sun or any other electrical transmitter. So it's very interesting that the largest TV broadcaster in Europe just relates to the sky that we see in the sky. Yeah. And then you have Skynet from Terminator as well. Or is that yeah. Sky? So it's the AI function that controls all of the population when it gets into power. It's like the AI sort of mechanism to keep people trapped and unable to escape. Yeah, I do, I do like that idea. I'd like so they may potentially be creating this reality, like this separate reality on our planet in the sky where it's there. And that might be the portal for AI to come in, like if it is a city that exists within the clouds, then to lead into something like Project Rubin that we could talk about, where like aliens and stuff are supposed to be coming from the sky, like that would be a good place for them to come because they are coming from the sky, they're coming from the clouds, not coming from too far away. Have you seen the film? No. What film? No. No, I've not it's seen it. No. Like, no. It. It's called No. No. Is it? You've not seen it? Oh, yeah. No. Like you just. Repeating the name of the film. Yeah, I'll go watch it in my <laughs> list of watch list movies. Yeah, so basically, the premise of the film is that there's an alien that resides in the sky, but he resides like he hides in a cloud, which is quite interesting. On the, on the note of aliens potentially residing there and AI residing there, like he exists within the cloud, like he hides in a cloud. But the cloud never moves, it just stays in the same place. And through the day, it'll just stay there. And then later on, it'll come out and it'll attack people and like swallow people up, basically. It's all set in Nevada, I believe, like out in the, the, like the deserts of the USA. And 
it's the shape of the jellyfish as well, which is quite interesting because that's like supposed to be like an ethereal mythical creature. But yeah, so the idea is this this thing, this entity exists within the clouds and it just comes down and eats people, like sucks people up into, into its hole. Don't know what that is. And it kills them. But yeah, that, that's the idea of, of the film. No, it's quite interesting. We're talking about clouds and like AI and then I into like to Project Blue being insane. If aliens would come from anywhere, they'd come from the clouds from the sky and those aliens are potentially like AI beings or whatever. So that's them them to like into ideas today, basically. But yeah, I have to pay attention to that movie as before because the fact that there's an yeah, alien, you should watch it. Yeah, the fact that there's an alien in the sky just is the truth in plain sight. Perhaps that these directors always show it's, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely keep an eye on that. Do you have anything else to nope. touch on? I don't personally, unless you do. No, I don't have any, sir. I guess it's time to wrap it up, guys. It's been, it's been good, you know. But a bit of surprising thoughts on you, Ron, to be fair. I didn't expect uh, for you to perhaps allude that simulation theory may not be as true as it actually is, but, you know. Yeah, I think, I think I'm just, like, veering towards more the idea that it is an idea that needs to be supported by the, the elite and things like that to get us to feel more disconnected with this reality because I feel like when you're abiding by those ideas you almost feel like disconnected from reality and like all your family's not necessarily feel what you're doing in your life doesn't really matter so I, th I think what I'm, I'm starting to think not necessarily that it isn't true and that that like side of it isn't the truth like things with like code and stuff like that like I do think it really exists I just think that it's, it's possibly more of a thing where there's almost a balance between the two. Like, like there is a, a god that you need to fight for. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just in a transition phase, I guess. I like just changing ideas. But that happens naturally. I think if you're not open to different ideas and you're not doing anything like you know. Fair enough. And like we said, like you said, you know, be open to new ideas, new truths, because this matrix, when it changes your, changes your mind every day, so yeah thanks for listening guys and hope you enjoyed this one you know it was one we wanted to do for a while but we got it out and you know never got around to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next week peace guys this is the 45th president of the united states donald j trump saying thank you so much okay for tuning in for this episode of the occult pod if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on youtube and also comment because it helps the algorithm also if you want to follow us on social media go to at the occult pod underscore 13 that is for instagram and twitter and have a great rest of your day okay Thank you so much.